Yes, sir. Welcome, everybody, to another illustrious episode of Dre in the Neighborhood. I'm your host, Dre, Mr. DRE, and we have another incredible show for you today. But before we start, I'm going to introduce y'all to an up-and-coming rising MC in the industry. Everybody, I want to introduce you to DJ J Smooth. How you doing, my boy? You know, I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great, man. You know, we've been in the studio. This is the third time that we tried this intro, but hey, we will let these people understand. Like, yeah, bro, sometimes you just gotta just keep on grinding, keep on trying and stuff. But yeah, yeah man, it's a great day in the neighborhood. Sunny outside, not that cold. We had a little bit of, you know, it's supposed to be snow, I'm correct? Yeah, it but was no, supposed to snow yesterday. It was supposed to snow, but you know what? God said, nah, I got you, bro. Yeah. I'm going to give you sunshine. Sunshine, Sunshine. A little I mean, bit windy, but it's just Kansas. Kansas, you know, ain't got no mountains and stuff to break the sun, but it's all good, bro. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, DJ J. Smooth would be a uh, regular on the show, yeah, especially man. in the neighborhood and stuff. Like I said, he's an MC in the building. He's going to be, you know, giving us the track of the days and stuff. So, yeah. hey, DJ, man, yeah. let us know. What's the track of the day? You know, today, um, I think we're going to go ahead and we're going to pick this one, the one that's playing, Pipe Down, you know? Pipe Down? A lot of folks out here really, really, you know, stepping too far out their lane, man. And I think a lot of people ain't really used to that. So, you know, folks need to take some time out to Pipe Down, get used to their, their selves, you know, get comfortable with being who they are because a lot of folks really don't recognize how much – out of pocket they really be, you know? Yes, and sir. Sometimes, you know, it takes for them to notice, you know, for for them to be able to understand how really out of pocket they be. So hey. I'm not gonna lie. Uh <laughs> yeah. there's been some moments where I've been out of pocket and I feel like that's why I'm able to present you guys with this song as the song of the day, you know, because it took for me to understand that I was kinda out of pocket. You know, to be able to put myself in a place to be able to help others. And that's ultimately ultimately what it's about, D. So I'm, I'm really glad you got me on the show, fam. And I'm really excited to see how far this will go, fam. Hey, man. Well, like he said, hey, we got Drake right now playing Pipe Down. <laughs> it's the whole J-Smooth mix. Hope y'all enjoy it, man.
listen to another track by DJ J Smooth in the building. Always, we'll be having this recurring segment on the show in the neighborhood. Ladies and gentlemen, give him a round of applause for this man right here. Thank you, man. But besides that, hey, we're going to go ahead and introduce you to the guest of the evening. A student athlete during the day, certified baller in the middle, and also Kelly Uber by night. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to welcome you, Dallas Song, CJ Weathers. CJ, welcome to the neighborhood, man. Uh, it's a it's a good honor to to just be in here in the same room as you right now, DeAndre. I must say, <laughs> it's always nice having you know larger than life figures in here. So my boy, as you see, go straight into it. You look at the display board. We go, um, you know, go to your history a little bit. So the first thing I want to show you is the questions about a young CJ. Let's see. Let's see what you got here. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, oh man, man. Uh, I think in that picture right there, um, I'm actually a freshman in high school, I believe, because uh, that's when I started. Because I started kind of growing my hair out at the, at that point, and then. Um, since then, I pretty much had hair since then because uh, I didn't really like too much of the peanut head look right there, man, that dude there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, – uh, actually, I met uh, – I was at a party. Um, one of my good friends, she had a birthday party or whatever, and this was actually a, a, a picture from there or whatever, so it was cool. But, yeah, I was a freshman in high school then, about 15. And so I want to – you know, you, you're from Dallas. I want to know, like, how was that like, life growing up like? Describe like your childhood, like certain stories, like back then in Dallas. Uh, growing up in Dallas, uh, I was a, I was from in the Plano area, which is a pretty good uh, suburb. So, um, as far as like growing up, growing up, uh, had a good roof over my head, uh, supportive parents, uh, supportive uh, community, and stuff like that. So, my upbringing was great. Uh, my parents put me in every situation possible uh, to be successful. In all ways, if that was athletically, uh, school-wise, they had me in the best schools. Um, and as far as athletically go, I mean, they always had me um, where I needed to be, getting training and stuff like that. So uh, growing up, I would say I was in a pretty good situation. I didn't. The only thing I had to focus on is basketball in school. I didn't have anything else like outside um, struggles or something like that to where it would be um, taking my focus off of what I needed to be focusing on. So I think I did. My parents did a good job of uh, giving me a good – sound foundation and a good upbringing so okay and if i'm correct with the dallas area there's like different because you have dallas to see a dallas but mm-hmm. you got kind of like the uh what's the word like that yeah, it's, it's like a big metroplex uh full like, of, yeah like almost like a metropolitan you got like you know the main city and then you got like different because i hear yeah because like some people say they're like fort worth, fort worth yeah worth, mm-hmm. like, yeah it's like fort worth um it's dallas of course and then it's like Plano, where I was from, Allen, um, another suburb, McKinney, Frisco. They're like all like, it's like a big square of them. Um, and they're just all different cities that's around. Um, so, yeah, when somebody say they're from Dallas, um, they could be from an hour this way or, shoot, two hours back that way. Uh, Dallas is a big area, though, so it's, it's a lot of different cities. Uh, that's That's one of my favorite parts about being out there is because – it's just so much variety, so many different places you can go, and you'll still be in technically Dallas or whatever. So it's just so many people and stuff like that. The schools, the schools are huge. Like um, my graduating class, I had like fifteen hundred seniors in my graduating class. Like, yeah, the schools are huge. So 
it was definitely um I'm, I'm I would say I'm a city boy for sure because I, I came out of a big school and all that type of stuff. So yeah. I know like the high schools out there are like crazy because you talking about like McKinney. If I'm correct, don't McKinney have like a new football stadium? Oh like, yeah. Yeah, their, their stadium is insane. Like, um, they spend, like, millions and millions on there. Yeah, it can fit, like, I mean, uh, it's a huge number it can fit in there. But, yeah, I've been in there uh, for the games and stuff like that when they was playing against Allen because uh, Allen was uh, the so-called the powerhouse and stuff like that, uh, football and stuff like that. So, yeah, they got a huge stadium, though. Uh, Allen has a huge stadium, too, but McKinney, McKinney is definitely uh, the the – the big one for sure. I know McKinney's new. I remember when Allen's got built. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's when um, they had. That's when they had Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you hear everything about, like, oh man, Allen High School has such a big like stadium, and next you know you see the picture. I'm just like, yo, do you see the videos? I'm like, yo, this is what they do in Texas. Oh man, yeah, it was a great atmosphere. Uh, just being at those games and stuff like that. Yeah, it tops all. I'd say for sure because at, at the end of the day. T- Everybody's always talking about Texas football, Texas high school football, and stuff like that is a uh, next level. So they uh, they got to make sure they're playing in the uh, best stadiums and facilities, I guess. All right, so yeah, we're gonna go to the picture two because honestly, this ties in. Oh, let's see what you got for. <clears throat> oh man, yeah, good. <laughs> Universal Academy, man. Yeah, explain yeah. that school, bro. Um, yeah. So my as far as my athletic upbringing goes, um. My my senior year of high school, I ended up uh, transferring to uh, this university academy here, which is kind of like a prep school, um, because that fall that uh, summer before, I was playing with um, Mo Williams Academy, um, which had the coach for this universal academy. He was the coach at that school, and uh, I had a good summer. I had a pretty big summer. I had. Uh, a lot of buzz going on my name and um, different scouts that wanted me and stuff like that. And so this coach, he was like, you know, you had a good summer with us and stuff like that. You should come over here and play ball with us uh, over at the prep school. That way you can get more exposure and, and you know what I'm saying, get your name out there more and go to the schools that you want to go to. And so they kind of like they kind of like bribed me, uh, me and my family, and they was talking pretty good and stuff like that. So we ended up, I ended up transferring my senior year I think I played four games. I was four games in um, my senior year of basketball. I was four games in at my at Plano High School, and I just up and left. I up and left and transferred. And without that, the reason I transferred is because they said I wouldn't have no issues as far as like being ineligible or anything like that. I would just be able to go straight through because it was a different program from um, you know high school. To prep school, or whatever it's a whole different thing. So you wouldn't have to. You could just transfer over there and you could play. And it didn't really end up going like that. So I, I transferred over there, and then my high school coach found out about it or whatever. And I guess you still need to sign off on papers, but they wouldn't sign off on my papers. Um, and so, all in all, my senior year, I ended up not even being able to play because I was uh, ineligible because of this whole thing. Um, and so. That's that's kind of like my little my little athletic uh, kind of story. So my senior year, uh, I didn't really end up getting to play. I had a lot of buzz, so I had like different schools and stuff like that that wanted me and stuff. But once they found out I was ineligible, shoot, they couldn't even they couldn't even come see me or nothing like that. Um, so uh, I, I felt like my dreams were were actually getting taken away from me at that point because I didn't know what I was going to be able to do. Um, and then um, that summer came around. And lo and behold, uh, 
Coach Munson ended up hitting me up. Uh, he hit me up late around maybe it was, I think it was like late July. Yeah, late July because it was right before school was about to start. Like I had to go up on a visit. It was like July, like 20-something or whatever. And we usually started school at that time, like in early August. And so, yeah, man, it was a blessing that he hit me up because I didn't know what I was going to do after that because – at first, I had D1 schools and stuff like that on me, and leading up to going to this school, I thought I was gonna be able to, I thought I was gonna be able to go crazy at that school, but I ended up even end up getting to go out, go out like that, man. So, I uh, my senior year, I didn't I didn't get to do that prom stuff. I didn't get to do none of that homecoming stuff. No no senior uh, no senior uh, senior night for basketball. I didn't get to do none of that stuff because I decided to transfer over there. So, it was it was kind of a learning lesson for me, but. You know, uh, I was trying to do what was best for me at the end of the day. Uh, okay, because you were talking about the my different eligibility and transferring between like you know regular like public high school and then like prep academy, mm. and them not signing papers to like you know allow you to transfer. Basically, just said, nah, he can't play. He's not eligible to play. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, my my coach was kind of like holding it back over there, and it was because I was the best player uh, at Plano. I was the best player on that team, and so um, I guess when I just up and left, um, I mean, I, I warned him and let him know that like I was thinking about doing that. But I guess when I finally left or whatever, um, I guess he was heartbroken or something like that, and he didn't, he just didn't he just didn't want to sign my stuff. So well, that's tough, man. That's tough. She, describe like the basketball scene in Texas because we hear about football all the time. I know that, but I know because um, I started discovering, you know, patient did a little bit of high school basketball mm. around the nation, and the team that I know like the most is like a lot of teams from Cali, so uh, Sierra Canyon where mm-hmm. um, Bronny plays at. Yeah, but then I seen that they played Duncanville. Uh, Duncanville, I think, was ranked, and so I'm like, oh, so they hooping over there too. Yeah, um, Duncanville. Yeah, it's, it's it's some it's some powerhouses uh, for basketball out in um, out in Texas too, like. The schools are so big, so like they got some players out there. And then uh, Duncanville, it's it's Duncanville that's good. Um, Berkner's good a lot of times. Um, they done have some NBA players come out of Berkner and uh, Duncanville. Um, Marcus Smart that plays at um, for Boston, he came out of um, um, what's the name of that school? Um, um, uh, what is that school? Dang, I can't remember. Uh, it's it's a school in Dallas though. It's um, Marcus, Marcus. Um, that's the name of the school is Marcus, but I can't remember exactly what city. I can't really help. But uh, yeah, no. Nah, but um, yeah, so they they got some definitely some big names that come out of Texas and stuff like that. And then the whole um, AAU Metroplex, um, a lot of them schools be out of Texas as well. And so yeah, it's a lot of ranked players and different stuff like that. Uh, shoot, the number one um, the number one draft pick this year, uh, Kay Cunningham. Uh, he came out of Texas. So. I played against him um, a few times on his uh, during AAU and stuff like that. But yeah, he came out of Texas. It's, it's, so yeah, it's a, it's a lot of big names that come out of Texas. Um, so yeah, it's not just it's not just football when it comes to Texas, but football usually is the powerhouse that they're talking about. So. It's also like always nice to hear like the journey for most basketball players through AAU because you'll be it'll be crazy how some of these AAU teams, travel teams, be having like all stars uh, yeah. on their teams, and you would never notice. I think there was a um, I don't know if that was just a picture or if there was a team, but there was a picture with um, they had like D'Angelo Russell, and oh, then yeah. they had um, 
Devontae Booker. I think they also had a who else they had? I, I forgot who was all in the picture, but like they had like every like future All Star in like that one picture. And they was all on the same team. I think I think some of them were on the same team. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of people, um, a lot of them do be on the same team. Like for uh, for example, one of the biggest ones uh, was. Um, uh, Trey Young, Trey Young, and um, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, they was both on the same teams. Um, uh, PJ Washington and what guard did he have? I can't remember who his guard was, but yeah, no nah, NBA players be on the same team. Jason Tatum and um, Malik Monk uh, was on the same teams and stuff like that. Like yeah, the uh, the AAU Metroplex is, is is really where it's at. Like when you when you're trying to get exposure and stuff like that. Like like I said, coming out coming into my senior year. That year, I played on like uh, one of the biggest teams, um, one of the top teams in Texas. Uh, shoot, my point guard was uh, Tyrese Maxey, and he's in the NBA now. Um, okay. our, our big man um, Tristan Clark, uh, he was a he he was a star at Baylor. Uh, he got a ring now. Um, our forward was Everett Ray. He, he went to SMU. Like we had some, our team was crazy that 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 summer. That team was crazy, and so. From all of them uh, having all that buzz and stuff like that, like I mean, we had like hundreds of coaches at every single game we went to, so I was getting evaluated by so many coaches like every weekend. So I had a lot of exposure coming uh, coming in that year or whatever. So that's why I was like, oh yeah, I, I'm gonna be good. Like I, I knew I knew I was gonna go pretty much D one at that point because I mean all the exposure I was getting. But then that whole that whole thing happened um, when I tried to transfer because I, you know I was liking all that exposure. I was like getting all the schools that I wanted and stuff like that, and so. When the coach was saying, if you come over here to this prep program, you know, the coaches will be coming in to practice. Like, I was over there for a few weeks, and literally it was coaches every day at practice where they were watching us practice and stuff like that. Like, it was – that's exactly what I wanted. So I was in the right situation, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I said my parents – in the beginning when I said my parents had me in all the right situations as far as uh, athletics and school and go and stuff like that. Like, I I was always put – put right in the right platform and uh, on the the correct stage I was supposed to be on. I just – you know what I'm saying? It just didn't. It just didn't go go that way for me. You can say, but yeah. Sticking with basketball because like there's so much interesting things with this. Um, you know, we got like AAU, of course, and then with the stack teams, and then um, other thing I find interesting are like rec leagues, and so yeah. you'll see like some NBA guys just during the off season going to rec leagues and just doing like pickups. Mm. Like um, <laughs> I think Oklahoma. Like the city, um, I'm about to say the city. My bad. The state of Oklahoma. They yeah. Like a, they have a league to where Trey Young popped up and he was playing in that league. Mm-hmm. Well, um, of course you got the I think the famous one like the Drew League. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I find that interesting because like in football you can't really, you know, you can't do, so just, right, yeah. <laughs> do mm-hmm. random leagues and stuff because it's contact. Mm-hmm. The most you can do is um, seven on seven tournaments. Uh, yeah. so, like seven on seven season is like crazy because like, mm-hmm. like you see, I mean, that's peak time for. You know, all skilled players really like do their things and stuff. Mm. But like, you see, like a lot of teams and like a lot of players like making like their cases getting like scholarships and getting looked at. So, what yeah. I wanted to know, like, how you feel about like when you see these pro players playing at these um, rec leagues and stuff? Like, oh yeah, man. Uh, the Drew League, the Drew League is definitely a good one that you mentioned um, because it, it can go from as far as overseas players can come over and play there, NBA players can go over and play there. Um, seniors in high school even um, done been going over there and playing there, and they're getting the exposure that they need to, you know what I'm saying, go to the next level and stuff like that. So it's it's a great platform for everybody, but and especially because it's so big 
And so they got cameras everywhere. So like if 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 you a senior in high school and you making these big plays and stuff like that, like the coach is gonna see that. And so that's that's another opportunity for them to go where they want to go. So it's it's great to see um, you know what I'm saying, NBA players and stuff like that in those leagues, just for the simple fact that like the people that get to play against them, like, I mean, that's great. Like, oh wow, I'm playing against James Harden right now. I'm playing against Trey mm-hmm. Young right now. I mean, like it's it's an amazing opportunity for, you know, other people to just get that experience to play against them even. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's not an NBA, you playing against an NBA player, though. So I think it would be a great opportunity to shoot. I would, I would love to do it. I would, I, yeah, I would love to do that. And speaking about other like leagues and stuff, other league that we got to talk about is the G League. Oh, yeah. And it's really starting to invest a lot into you know that developmental. Mm-hmm. I find it it's a great program to have mm-hmm. because, you know, you can develop this certain players to where they might they can play in the league, mm-hmm. but, like, they're probably not, like, ready yet. So you have right, like, a right. developmental, like, league to where it can help, like, develop these players and stuff to where they can still, you know, have play at the highest level that they can possibly play in. Mm-hmm. Still be affiliated with the main, you know, NBA and stuff. Right. And then get picked up by teams because essentially it's a player pool. And, like, other franchises, most franchises have a G League team. So they can easily be like, all right, we're missing a player Shoot, let's check out G League team. Right, let's exactly. see who we got. Like, what they, what's this person doing and stuff? And now they expanded it to where high school guys can go from high school straight to the to G League. The, yep, exactly. Well, so now it's like there's some high school guys who might be like in the top ten, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, shoot, I, mean, I can go to college, but like, you know, I can also just go to the G League and start getting paid as well. Mm-hmm. Then you got the other thing, you know, and the NIL deals just became a big thing. Yeah. So we'll talk about that later. Like that thing. Playing an issue like a factor as well mm-hmm. when it comes to these players, but like you know G League, like how you feel about that, man? Oh, man, uh, G League, yeah, that's a that's a great that's a great way to you know what I'm saying like you said develop uh, players, um, even if they you know what I'm saying they're not fully ready, they just need to get you know that experience and stuff like that. That way they can be ready when they get the opportunity on the NBA level and stuff like that. Like for instance, um, that's the route that R.J. Hampton, uh, he's out, of, he's another NBA player out of uh, Dallas. Uh, that I played against a few times and stuff like that. He went the uh, G League route. He didn't go to uh, college. He he went to the G League route or whatever. And uh, now he done made it to the um, to the um, Orlando Magic and stuff like that. Uh, so that's you know what I'm saying. It's it's just you know every everybody got their story. So I mean it, whether you went to college uh, all four years and then you know what I'm saying once you graduated you got drafted. Maybe you was undrafted. Uh, maybe you went to the G League. Maybe you got drafted from the Drew League. I mean. Everybody got they all. Everybody got their story, man. So it's just like, you know, whatever. However you can get it, get in where you fit in, you know. So. All right, man. Let's go to this third and last picture right here. Oh man, let's see what you got for. Me. <laughs> all right, oh so, man. Yeah, we was talking about you know the rise of <laughs> nil deals and stuff, and you know this man has a lot of followers on TikTok, a lot of followers on. Instagram as well, so social media influencer is definitely a title that's right there with your name. But like, yeah. I just want to know, um, you know, what got you into like making like viral content in a sense? Uh, you know, um, a manager, a manager came along, um, and so like as far as social media goes, I don't know. Um, I would say I've always pretty much had a decent following. Um, just coming like in high school and stuff like that, like. My, my sophomore year of high school, like, uh, that's when Instagram was pretty big. So, like, Instagram, I had already had, you know what I'm saying, over, like, 15K followers, like, like early on type thing or whatever. So, like, 
that was just a decent decent amount or whatever. And I think it's, it comes from being a city city boy living in that big city of Dallas or whatever. So like, you know, in high school, you travel everywhere to all these different schools and stuff like that for basketball. So, I mean, I already know, like, I used to get a whole bunch of followers just from people seeing me, um, you know what I'm saying, at, at, at the late night 7 o'clock basketball games. You know, all the girls would see me or just anybody would see me and they would just, you know, you know, just type my name on Instagram and follow me like that. So I gained a lot of followers from that. Um, I gained a lot of followers from um, playing in the AAU leagues and stuff like that because, oh, it's huge crowds when you go to the AAUs and, and um, circuits and stuff like that, the big circuits, yeah. So I think, you know, my following originated from, you know, just being known for basketball and being known around the city of Dallas. And then um, from there, shoot, once TikTok came out and stuff like that, uh, I had a uh, my manager. Uh, he hit me up. You know, he's like, "You really got the face and and you know what I'm saying the the body and just all that type of stuff to, you know what I'm saying be a, be a you know social influencer or icon and stuff like that. Like, cause he wanted me to get into modeling. Um, and so he was like, "You really got the face and, and the look for that or whatever." And then you got the personality because obviously uh, I'm a pretty goofy guy or whatever. So you he's like, "Yeah, you can be you could do you know what I'm saying you can pretty much do whatever you want to do, but you can definitely make content." And so. Um, I really was late on the TikTok ball. Like TikTok really started, you know, people started going viral during the whole pandemic, uh, when the yeah, pandemic was going on. Is, I didn't know about TikTok at that time. So I was like, oh man, imagine if I would have got on TikTok at that time. I would have I would have blew up then for sure, for sure. But um yeah, I didn't get on TikTok till late that August um of last year. That was my that was my first time getting on TikTok. Um and so I got on there, I posted a little video of my cousin and my, that was my very first post. I had no followers. My very first post, it already had got like 500k views. My my first post, uh, it, it got a whole bunch of views just like that. And I didn't even do nothing. And I was like, oh man, if I, if I could just take a video of, of my cousin doing this, then shoot, I can go viral doing anything at this point. And so, <laughs> and that was my first post. Like my very so, just imagine your first post um, just going crazy like that. That just gives you ultra confidence. Like, oh wow, all I got to do is post something. And I can just go viral like that. Cool. So. From there, I just kind of rolled the wave and just, you know, kept posting. And then I got more familiar with the app and stuff like that. And then the more I posted, the more um, the more um, endorsements I kind of got from these clothing lines and these uh, jewelry companies, these luxury bag companies. They all just kind of like started funneling in because once they see you got a decent fan base and following, they pretty much like, oh, yeah, you could be an ambassador for our company and stuff like that. So. All I got to do is post pictures in their clothes and stuff like that. They got me a little uh, discount code and stuff like that. So once you type in code weatherman, you know what I'm saying, I get compensated off that um, and then just compensated for wearing their brand and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's definitely a great way um, to, you know what I'm saying, make money and stuff like that and then just have fun. So. And, and it's, it's legal now. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely legal now. So Even yeah. though I think they actually said NAI could, I think since 2014, Athletes can actually like make money off themselves. Mm. The only thing is, you just can't tell your sport. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That's the only difference. Like, you can't tell your sport, but mm. you can still like profit off yourself. But then, before NCAA, you know, did theirs. We did mm. ours like way before. Now. Way back then, okay. I think yeah. people forgot about that. Like, we did ours way before. Then. Mm. It's just, and then it's just a smaller association. Yeah, stuff. right, right, right. But then once they said like, okay, NCAA can do that, but I just like, oh man, it's a wrap. And then yeah. Every the floodgates just open, open man. yeah, like, for sure, for sure. Everybody wants 
like the sponsor athlete, like Barstool mm-hmm. athletes, Barstool. Yeah, <laughs> want to get some athletes to be sponsored. At, the, at this point, at this point, I want them to come out with another uh, another college basketball and football game. At this point, because that'd be amazing. College hoops, hey. Yeah, that would be amazing, honestly. But, Shoot, they're working on um, NCAA football twenty three. Yeah, because I've been waiting on another one of those to come out. Because didn't they stop doing it because the yeah, athletes wouldn't yeah, get paid? They yeah, stopped at fourteen. Mm-hmm. Which yo, still that was. NCAA series. Yeah, amazing. Game. Basketball and football, yeah. Both of them. I like both of them. I played both of them for sure. But but they'll definitely be able to bring it back because, I mean, shoot, players can make money off of it now. Mm-hmm. Like, who wouldn't want to, you know, exactly. who, who exactly. doesn't want to be on the college football game? Yep, exactly. Like, everybody's childhood. Like, I still sure. got my 360 at the crib still yeah, playing. For sure, NCAA for sure. NCAA 14 and stuff. But, yeah, man, like this, um, these NIL deals is, like, crazy, man. Because mm-hmm. you've seen some people, like, racking money. If I'm crazy, oh, yeah. so, I think it's is it Penny Hardaway's son? I think it's his son. It's some, somebody's he, son. He got a son, yeah. What happened? I, I think it's either his son or maybe Gary Payton's. It's somebody's mm-hmm. son, like an NBA legend's son. So, uh-huh. I think he plays for Memphis. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, like mm-hmm. sound like a big, I mean Penny Hardaway, I'm sorry. Wait, is it is it Memphis or no, no, Tennessee State. Oh uh, an NBA uh, player's son that plays for Tennessee State and just signed a crazy NIO deal. Mm. Like I think seven, like seven figures. Oh wow! Yeah. But when I heard that's that, great though. Yeah, that's great. That's great because mm-hmm. you got that, and then like you got the football side. Like Nick Saban didn't even tell. He just said that Bryce Young just got so much. Yeah one of the one of the biggest um, one of the biggest like young athletes or whatever that's an icon right now is um, I would say Mikey Williams because yeah, I know about him. because he's I mean I think he's like seventeen years old and he he's like a millionaire already. And he's 17 years old. Like, like that. That's got to be, you know. what I'm saying he's doing big things for like the youth right now because like this is giving confidence to like young people, letting them know like they can do, they can really do this right now. Because I mean, he he like 17 years old and like one of the most, you know, what I'm saying iconic, pe- you know, basketball players right now because he's so young and he and he doing what he's doing. So that's that, that's definitely inspirational for the for the youth that he's doing for sure. Shoot, is he a senior? Oh, he's he a junior. He's a junior. He got another year. Yep. Gosh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so he, yeah, he got a lot going for him for sure. I really want to know where he's gonna go because I know he got so many offers. Oh now. yeah. But how I heard from him is when um he started getting. I think he got like one HBCU offer, and he mm. was really like serious about that offer. He was like, "Man, like maybe it's time to really like look into mm. like you know these schools and be like, yeah, that'd be dope though." Yeah. And next, you know. That gave every other HBCU like confidence to be like, you know what, hey man, let's offer these like top mm-hmm. talents and stuff. And so, like, yeah, that'd be dope, that, honestly. And then I think the number five player committed to Howard. Mm. And so you hear that, and then he translated the football. Like Deion Sanders signed a the number one prospect in the entire like, yeah. in his class, and then the number. I think a four-star wide receiver, like two of the best players, like he signed. Wow, like plucked from like D ones, and so now he's trying to see. That okay, from back then, not that many people would really want to go to HBCU because they're not getting that exposure like that. Mm-hmm. But now you're starting to see like they're starting to get that exposure. Like, like I know like football wise, you're seeing like NFL like legends or coaches now going to those yeah, programs. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like primes at Jackson State, Hugh Jackson's at um, Alabama State, mm-hmm. and like so many more. And then I mean, just shout out to. Like Deion Sanders, because that man really like changed. Yeah, he's like, starting a movement for sure. Because, yeah. But like the attendance for like Jackson State games, like mm. sixty five thousand plus. Yeah, that's amazing. For sure. That's bigger than some like D ones, like mm-hmm. you know, um, FBS schools, and like 
even um, Power Five programs. Mm-hmm. He's doing that, um, and that's the thing. Um, being at uh, HBCU and stuff like that. I mean, uh, the community and stuff like that is so supportive. So you know they're gonna be at the games, is they? And you know you're gonna have a good fan base for sure. So yeah, that'll yeah. that's definitely a good movement that they got going for sure. Yeah. So see enough of the football side and then basketball side. They're starting to do. Um, I think they did like the MLK tournament to where like they're going. You got HBCUs from mm-hmm. all levels going against like Power Five schools. So I think like one school went against Arizona, oh, yeah. one went against like Duke. Mm-hmm. That's a yearly tournament each and every day. And then also you see them pop up in March Madness. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I think was it Texas Southern? Like it was one of the HBCUs in Texas that mm-hmm. upset somebody. It yeah, I think I think it was Southern. And so I know in basketball it's different. Like you, I feel like in basketball. The only big difference from like what I heard, like skill wise, uh-huh. I like the bigs. But usually, like your ones and twos, you can find good ones and twos at like all levels. Yeah. The only thing that separates like the level is like the bigs. Like mm. you know, fours and fives definitely. Yeah, like for sure. A, a four and a five and like Baylor is way different from like a four and five at Bethel. Yeah, like, for sure. For, sure. for a fact and stuff. But you know, going back. You said HBCUs, like, you got some, like, true, like, ball players. Mm-hmm. And now, like, they're saying, like, you know, some of these high schools be like, you know, if you can ball out, they go find you. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Like, they'll For find sure. you regardless. And now it's just, you just get more, they get more publicity. They get more recognition. Yeah, I'm about to say, and now um, social media and stuff like that is is, is, is peak right now, so... They gonna find you for sure because yeah. if you balling out, it's gonna be on Baller's Life or it's gonna be on you know what I'm saying Hoop Visions or any of these basketball yeah. you know exposure exposure um social medias and stuff. It's gonna be on there if you if you balling out for sure because that's a that's an amazing story to tell somebody balling out at HBCU. They gonna love that. They gonna love that for sure. So yeah. Yeah, shoot, if I'm correct, though, I think FAMU they're the first team to ever have like LeBron jerseys. Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, they exactly. Got on little, like, mm-hmm. The King James logo yeah. the jersey for like both men and women's, and so it's definitely nice seeing how like people are just like, hey man, let's stop discriminating against like talent. Yeah. Ballers go to ball, and you got good like competition in the MIAC or in the SWAC or like yeah. SIAC or CIAA. Exactly. They're starting to do like their tournaments and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'll be watching their games. I'll be like, bro, man, these boys. Are these girls are hooping. These guys yeah. are hooping. Mm-hmm. Like, ball, ball don't lie, man. Yeah, like for on sure. competition level, but, like, if you got people who are, like, balling mm-hmm. and going stupid, you got to acknowledge that, man. Yeah, like, I understand sure. school got more money and stuff, mm-hmm. but, like, if they're going, if they're doing this at this level and they're getting these deals and stuff and they're getting recognized, that's what's going to inspire, like, high schools to be, like, you know, go to where, like, the best school that really fits you. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, if you're like a Mikey Williams, of course you want to go pro. Mm-hmm. So you want to go to the school that's going to give you a pro opportunity. Mm-hmm. But if you can ball out of the school that you know might not have that much recognition, yeah. the moment like pros look at you, they're going to be like, okay, this is what this school produced, and they produce him. What other like diamonds in the roughs they have? Because mm-hmm. most schools in the crew, they don't want everybody's trying to get that one. Yeah. You know? So that's like if every school's trying to go to Duncanville, they find like a four. Yeah. What's the point of me going there? I might as well take my if, – if I hear buzz about uh, there's like a four at Tyler, mm-hmm. like in Tyler, Texas, I'm like, let me take my chance and let me go see this four. Yeah. If I see like, yo, this kid's like insane and nobody knows about him and all I got to do is just like fix one or two things, I'm going to just go. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to shoot my – I'm going to give this kid an offer. Mm-hmm. If I have a chance to get him or he goes to me, 
Well, that's great. Yeah, exactly. Now, now I got my little pipeline and stuff mm-hmm. right there and stuff. So, like, it's definitely, like, interesting, man. Like, this whole thing, like, with just sports in general and just seeing, like, the impact of, like, just being, like, eligible, like, and then I did, like, I'm like, I keep on saying NAIA deals, NIL deals. And oh, NIL, yeah. Like mm-hmm. factor. yeah. I know like a couple guys here, um, you know, you got one and like a couple others. So it's like great just seeing that stuff, man. Mm. It's definitely like great seeing that. But, um, you know, this, this is um, spring break and we still got classes that we got to finish up and stuff. Call I just want to say, you know, shout out to you for pulling up in the neighborhood. Just round of applause for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I definitely appreciate it. Um, I, ain't, I actually ain't never been here. I ain't never done no podcast or any of this type of stuff. So this is a good experience for me as well. So I appreciate you having me. That's no, all good, man. And as always, if you want to continue to indulge in this illustrious contest, click on that bell notification on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. You can follow me at Dreams Represent Everything. I'll make sure to put the description below. TJ, can you let everybody you know, understand like where they can find you on social media? Oh, yeah. Um, you can find me at uh, The Weatherman 22, and that's on all platforms. Um, the Weatherman 22, you spell it like how you how it spell. So, But, yeah, you can find me at that. Yeah, so thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode. Make sure you enjoy your spring break as we will be enjoying our spring break. And be on the lookout because there's going to be a lot of great things hopping on this podcast soon. Well, you know, I'll give you some hints later on in the world. But, yeah, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll just go ahead out, man. Thank you.